Hello, I'm Sophia Mavridis, a market analyst with Bell Direct, and we're joined today um, by Perpetual's Director of Investment Solutions, James Holt. James, thank you for joining us. Great to be here. Australia's annual inflation rate is currently sitting at 5.1% for Q1 of 2022, and that's the highest reading we've seen since the early 2000s. Now, James, inflation is rising at the fastest pace in over 20 years. The cost of living is going up. We're seeing high fuel prices and increased price pressures across all industries. And at 5.1%, it's well above the RBA's 2 to 3% target. And recently in its June meeting, the RBA has raised the cash rate to 0.85% uh, to increase the velocity of higher borrowing costs and tame these record high prices. So this has made investors quite worried and the share market had an almost instant negative reaction to the announcement. However, all the headlines around inflation and global rising interest rates are creating a lot of noise and perhaps provoking investor concerns further. So let's discuss what is currently happening in the current market environment. So James, firstly, what is driving inflation? Look, initially people thought it was all transitory, you know, oil prices going up. <coughs> uh, you've had uh, transport costs going up as well, a lot of disruption. And the view was that that would quickly roll over and come back to normal again and globalisation would continue on as it, as it always has. Um, the problem, I guess, is that we think, number one, there's some more probably structural longer-term drivers. First of all, sometimes when, pro when inflation goes up even temporarily, and stays higher for a bit longer, two years, into two years, maybe three years of, of higher inflation, people become accustomed to it. And the biggest thing the central banks have got their eye on is anchoring expectations that inflation is going to be lower. If they get a sense, and I think the central banks have now, that after two years, maybe three years, they don't want to get it to four and five years of higher inflation, people expect that higher inflation and start to make bigger wage claims. And that causes a wage price spiral to sort of send inflation out of control like it was in the 1970s. So they've got an eye to that. And also, in our view, there are some structural elements as well. So beyond just the temporary you know, increases in oil prices, which will eventually come back down to earth again, um, you've got things like ageing will probably contribute to, to higher structural inflation, decarbonisation, uh, deglobalisation. People are shifting from you know, producing goods offshore that arrive by ships just in time to some of the sort of just-in-case manufacturing domestically, which is more expensive. But all these things structurally are probably putting more upward longer-term pressure on inflation. That's what's got central banks worried. And how have markets generally reacted? Well, the first thing is that the markets uh, were a bit sanguine about this originally. They weren't too concerned. Um, we have seen, though, in the last year or so, a dramatic increase in, in bond yields. So both in Australia and also in the United States, the 10-year bond yield has raced up towards 3% and even over 3%. Um, which has been a bit of a shock and a real break in the long-term 20-30 year trend of bond yields heading down. Um, the equity market wasn't worried at first, um, but in more recent times, of course, we've seen the equity market really start to, to, yeah. to get hit. Um, usually nine times out of ten, the bond market's right. So the bond market picked up on this inflationary problem first. Um, it's also going to be fed by, as the central banks have moved into a tightening position, as they could see the short-term rate rises happening and happening quite rapidly. The bond market wanted to get ahead of that. Um, and then, of course, as I said belatedly, the equity market has kind of responded as well. So the, the big ones that we hit early were the growth companies, concept stocks. You know, markets had a great run for a long time. And a lot of companies that are good ideas but don't necessarily have cash flow behind them have risen to very high levels, and they're the ones that have been hit hardest first. 
And James, can you talk us through the consequences for equities in particular? Uh, well, in, in terms of small cap equities have been hit very hard. Uh, we've seen um, uh, some of those concept stocks get hit hard. Uh, energy stocks have gone up by comparison. You know, so all these inflation beneficiaries have risen. Uh, some of those other uh, tech and, and concept names have come down. So it's been a bit of a rotation in the market. So growth after a fantastic run for five years has had a very tough time, valued by comparison, which is your banks and which is your energy companies and things like that, um, have had a, a much better run. James, what sort of stocks do you like in this environment? In this environment, we like things like uh, anything will be a beneficiary of, of inflation, energy, food stocks, uh, green metals, because decarbonisation is coming and, and, you know, it's a laudable goal, but it will cause uh, higher prices and massive demand for things like copper and nickel and aluminium yeah. and those sort of things. So those sort of companies we think will do well, the Alucas, uh, the Jabbar Globals of the world. Um, we also like experiential stocks, so stocks that, are, you know, we've bought you know, everyone's bought new furniture and they've bought other, other goods. Now they want to sort of get back out there again and travel. So Qantas, you know, event, hospitality, those yeah. sort of companies, we think will do well. It's great to hear from investment professionals that are looking at this content every day and helping investors cut through to what's important. James, thank you for taking the time today. Pleasure. No worries at all. And for more, head to Bell Direct's website.